Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. G'day Triple M footy fans. Adam Peacock here. The summer of Triple M cricket may be over, but the good news is plenty of the team will be joining me on the brand new Willow Talk podcast. Brad Haddon and I pat up with some of the best storytellers in cricket to discuss the big issues and uncover their greatest yarns. And we won't be stopping. It's Cricket Talk 52 weeks of the year. Here's a taste of the show with Adam Gilchrist and Brad Hodge. To hear more, just search for Willow Talk on Listener, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and make sure you click subscribe. Uh, Gilly, 2004. Can we we get back in the time machine and and go back to there (laughs) for a second? Um, Just... Revisiting that series, it, it, it does get a little lost about, and we asked the question at last week on Willow Talk, it was a little quiz question. Who was the captain for our 2004 India series? How many knew? I, I did because we did it the oh, week before, but yeah. the, the, the <laughs> guest we had oh, and went through the list. I think it was with Ferg, went through the list. Hey, Gilchrist, captain. But then uh, Ponting comes back into the fourth set uh, one, test. One test. Take us through that, like, because you, you won the series. Kind of can't claim that. Can and then he got his job series. back. Did you do the trophy lift after the fourth test or did you do it after the third when you've actually fourth. wrapped it up? Fourth. And it was... <laughs> so Ricky got the trophy in his hand and yeah. lifted it up. Did he? Well, then we both did it together, but okay. uh, it's such a pun as well. It was very appropriate. Ricky was... Uh, he joined us mid-tour. He broke his thumb yeah, mm. in 2004 in the Champions Trophy in uh, in England. Yeah, I, We were playing England in the semi-final of that about... September, August, September or something, I think, um, of, uh, at Edgbaston ball came through, clipped, he put a catch down, wreck time that he put a catch down, mm. but not only did that left the field, he just didn't go off the field, did he? Nah. He just grinned and bear it. Yeah. And he went off and I knew straight away, oh shit, <laughs> he's broken his finger. Yeah. And I immediately thought. I'm going to have to captain in India. <laughs> and I started absolutely shitting bricks <laughs> because three years earlier, I had my own demons so I had to get over. <laughs> I went there and scored one of the best hundreds ever. I thought, what have these blokes been doing in India for 31 years, these Aussies? And then got a king pair in the next test <laughs> and one and one in the next test. So yeah. I faced about eight more balls on that tour after getting a hundred. I was shot. That was the Laxman series. Yeah. So I was petrified about, and I, I I'd resign myself. I'm not going to do it. Mm. And they hadn't even offered it to me at that point. <laughs> but I, I was panicking, but, um, who else was going to do it though? If you didn't, well, do I don't it. know. I just assumed I was cause I was vice captain, but they could well have gone elsewhere because they might've thought wicket keeping was too much to yeah. captain and to bat and all that. But, uh, anyway, I, I took it on it and ended up being, uh, the highlight of my cricketing career. Really. I think for us to achieve yeah. that success over there, mm. uh, but, it was appropriate that Punter was there, albeit in a non-playing role in Nagpur, where we actually secured the trophy. Yep. And then for him to be there, albeit, albeit that we lost the last test, that was on the worst cricket pitch that I ever played on in international cricket. Was it chasing 107 for victory, bowled out for 93? Yeah, it was two day. days. Yeah. It, history will say it's three days, but the first day was washed out, <laughs> save for about four overs. <laughs> yeah. So it was a two-day test. Yeah. Um, and But so, Ricky but, was such... An important part. I mean, our fact-finding mission started in 2001 under Tugger's leadership where we were oh so close and all of a sudden we had the rug pulled out from under us and India outplayed us in the end. Uh, 2004 in Sri Lanka, uh, Ricky's first tour as captain. Um, that's where we garnered a lot of information and 
detail about how to play those conditions. And then we took all those learnings into 2004 with a complete change of mindset to what we Australian teams have traditionally done going over there in saying, right, we have to find some spin bowlers and play them because that's what you do in India. Mm. Whereas we went the other way. We said, we're going to pick our four best bowlers, whether they're fast or spin, and we're going to um, adjust our tactics to suit those bowling styles in those conditions. How hard was it for you to have all that on your plate? Uh, bowling changes, field placings, pretty, tactically really strong. Very experienced team. So guys know how to go about it. We mm. all knew it was... That change in tactics wasn't my directive. That was our collective sort of um, philosophy over the course of a, a year or so of starting to think about it and plan ahead for it. Mm. So Ricky was, his fingerprints were all over it. John Buchanan, um, all of us, we had to buy in. I mean, Warney had to buy into basically being a holding bowler, you know, a hold one end up for us, mate, just plug him in and probably not expecting you to get Pfeiffer, which mm. we always expected Warney to do everywhere, let alone in India, um, and just allow us to rotate the quicks at the other end, start with really defensive fields from the start mm. to be offensive, to to attack the stumps, catching midway. It's one slip. We started the first test with one slip, yeah. first time we bowled, and it was a bit of a shock to them. So that was everyone uh, buying into it. So we knew a plan and, and it wasn't like a master stroke for me to change that bowler or create that fielding position. We were well drilled and well prepared for it. And the guys, the bowlers executed beautifully. Now, Hodgie mentioned before about seeing um, a bit of porcelain over in India. <laughs> uh, the morning after you wrapped up the series or celebrated the series, was there some self-inflicted porcelain action? Or was it, uh, <laughs> how, how good was the celebration? Can't say the Pride Hotel in there pours a rocking joint, I must say. <laughs> the lack of. <laughs> the lack uh, of pride, it's called, isn't it? <laughs> the Pride Hotel in Nagpur. We had history going back a long way. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's, um, it's basically at the end of the runway of the airport, this hotel. <laughs> awesome. Just what you want. It's not great. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a big taxi from airport to hotel no, either. No. <laughs> you can almost get your port and walk off and drag it across the tarmac, but, uh, very good. It was quite subdued considering some celebrations of test matches or world cup wins that we've been very fortunate to have dodgeball, but, um, it was pretty one... subdued, but I think more reflective, well done on the achievement. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.